All right, sports fans. Hey, everybody. What do you know? It's time for another Justin show. It's the Justin show. It's the Justin show. It's the wiggy, 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 wiggy Justin show. We're getting there. We're getting there slowly but surely. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out as we go. We're all doing this together. We're growing organically together. We're going to figure this out as we go. Today's beer of the episode. First of all, today's episode is brought to you by St. Arnold Brewing Company. St. Arnold Brewing. They make beer. It's good. You should drink it. St. Arnold from Houston, Texas. Make a damn fine beer. They claim to be the uh, first brewery in Texas, I want to say. Could be wrong about that. But they're pretty good. Pretty good. This is Headliner. Headliner and Blonde Ale. That's what it looks like in the glass. It is a Blonde Ale. Uh, so they, they got it right. They nailed it with the name. Um, it is good. It's thin. It's not a super thick mouth-feely beer. You don't have to chew it, you know. It's pretty easy drinking. It's a good daytime beer. Even though it's nighttime. But it's about to be hot outside. It's going to be a really good daytime beer. When you're doing yard work. All right. So what do we got going on today? What is the world pissed off about today? Let's find out. Uh... All right, so follow up on our last, uh, something we talked about last time was uh, Michael Che, a comedian from Saturday Night Live. He does a weekend update. That's one of the things he does on the show. He's also a professional stand-up comedian. Very funny guy. Happens to be a black gentleman. Um, that's only mildly relevant just because he's being accused of being racist, which is... Uh, that doesn't happen often. So who is he racist against? Well, last time we talked about it, he was making an anti-Semitic joke, apparently. And uh, he said on Saturday Night Live on the Weekend Update that the nation of Israel had vaccinated half of its population. And he was going to guess it's the Jewish half. First of all, guys, remember, he's reading something that somebody else wrote. So let's not put all the blame on him. First of all, is there any blame to be put at all? I already talked about this last time. I don't think this was anti-Semitic. If anything, I think it was anti-Arab because of what it was implying was that the Israeli government was showing preferential treatment to Israelis. I'm sorry, not Israelis, uh, to Jews over the Arabs. So if anything, it's an anti-Arab joke. But for some reason, the uh, ADL, which is the Anti-Defamation League, which sounds like a half-ass superhero organization, uh, the Anti-Defamation League, who's in the Anti-Defamation League? Like, surely this is not an occupation. Whoever's in the Anti-Defamation League must just be people who have other jobs, but they also have like this this group that they created where they for fun go after people who happen to make jokes that they don't like now i get it that there is actual defamation i'm not saying listen i'm not saying there's not actual defamation there is that is a real thing i'm just saying this particular instance is not okay first of all it's a saturday it's saturday night live it's the weekend update it is a comedy show. They make jokes. They, they shit on everybody. Where were you when they were defaming Donald Trump for like a thousand years? Okay. Nowhere. He was, now I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a Republican. I'm not an alt-right guy. I don't care about Trump necessarily as a, as a human being any more than I would to any other random stranger. My point is, where were you when that was going on? Are you anti-defamation 
as a whole, or are you just anti-defamation uh, for groups that you happen to uh, associate yourselves with? It, it seems like you're picking and choosing. So anyway, um, the Anti-Defamation League, whoever that is, demanded that the SNL creator take action after a joke Michael Che made during the weekend update. First of all, uh, the SNL creator, Lauren Michaels, I think last episode I said Michael Lorne's. I was trying to mix Michael Che and Lauren Michaels, and I somehow said Michael Lorne, Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels, a creator, I'm pretty sure is Jewish. I could be wrong about that. Somebody tell me. I mean, I guess I could look it up, but I just haven't. But uh, somebody said somewhere, I remember reading that he was, and I just kind of took that at face value and I ran with it. So I could be full of shit on that. But in, even if he's not, it doesn't matter. This is still not defamation. Uh, the ADL says that uh, they crossed the line. Um, they also said that, um, that NBC, the network, the entire network of NBC uh, must apologize for bigoted statements about Israel. Um, I, why? why? They, they further went on to say uh, that it has inappropriately used Jews as the punchline. Okay. And are Jews not allowed to be made fun of? I'm sorry. I thought everyone was allowed to be made fun of to an extent. Now you can't go out and make, like if this was a serious news show and they were making serious implications that the Jewish uh, or the Israeli government was uh, deliberately uh, choosing to vaccinate Jews and disregarding the health and safety of its Arab citizens, and they were making a serious allegation about that, that would be one thing. This is a comedian on a comedy show making a joke that, even if it were being literal, is not anti-Jew, it's anti-Arab, if anything. Moving on. Um, in that spirit, I reached out, whoever... I is. I think it's ADL CEO. Oh, he's a CEO. He gave himself a title of this imaginary league that they created. Uh, Jonathan A. Greenblatt said he reached out to Lauren Michaels over the weekend, urging the Saturday, Saturday Night Live to take action, both to repair the damage that's been done and ensure that this does not happen again. What do you want him to, what damage do you want to be undone? What damage do you want to be repaired? Like tangibly, how was, how were Jewish people affected? Now I could, I can imagine if Arabs happened to be watching NBC from America, Saturday Night Live, I, okay, I can imagine, which they're not. First of all, do they even fucking get SNL in Israel? Do they get that? Do they get NBC? Did anyone see this that lives there? That's what I'm asking. Does anyone who's actually in the country that we're saying was damaged by this comment, do they even know this is happening? And do they know... <laughs> Are they only aware that it's happening because you made them aware of it by blowing this out of proportion? I don't know if they've seen this or not, but even if they had, even by the, it's a, it's a, it's a long shot that the people over there had even heard about this instance. And so even if they had though, how many of them would be butthurt by it? I doubt any of them would. I bet the Jewish people over there probably heard that and were like, ha, 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 yeah, probably. That's funny. Because they they win in the joke. The joke, in that joke, they win. So they're like, ha, ha, that's funny. Now, if the Arab people in that country in Israel had seen this and attacked 
the Jews because they thought it was literal. They thought it was real. That would be a different story. But there's been no such reports of them even knowing about this instance, much less acting upon it. Who's butt hurt by this? I think this Anti-Defamation League, they probably just have like a, an attorney or two. And they're like, hey, you think we can get some money out of this? And they just watch people and wait for them to say something that could be taken out of context and misconstrued as something defamatory. Is that a word? Defamatory? Defaming? Defam defamatory? Anyway, take something that someone says that they don't like and use it as leverage to what? Squeeze some money out of them? I don't know. Is that what's going on here? Also, there's an American Jewish committee, which is fine. We have an NAACP. I mean, you know, ethnic groups are allowed to have their own represent representative groups. The Anti-Defamation League, I don't know if that's a representative group. They're not really representing anybody in particular. They're just anti-defamation, but only for the people that they want to protect and not the people that they don't. So... Um, Saturday Night Live's joke isn't just untrue, it's dangerous. A modern twist on a classic anti-Semitic trope that has inspired the mass murder of countless Jews throughout the century. Hold up. Are we equating Michael Che's joke that's not even really anti-Semitic if you think it through? Are we equating that with the Holocaust here, because I'm pretty fucking sure that what's her face, Gina Carano from what is a Mandalorian on Disney just got shit canned for doing the same thing, equating something else to the Holocaust. Now, I'm not saying that these people are literally saying they didn't mention the word Holocaust, okay? They were very smart about it. Um, but um, it's, uh, it's a dangerous and modern twist on a classic anti-Semitic anti trope that inspired the mass murder of countless Jews. Who heard that joke and said, you know what? I want to go kill a bunch of fucking Jews. Who said that? Who? No one, you're the only person saying, this is gaslighting, this is what this is. This is the definition of gaslighting. You're creating a problem that doesn't exist, blowing it out of proportion, and then saying, look at this problem. See, this, there's a problem here. It needs to be solved. There wouldn't be a fucking problem if you didn't make it a problem. No one cared. Moving on. Ted Cruz. All right, I'm going to make it real quick about Ted Cruz. Only because there's some hypocrisy here. Uh, and this is not a political show. I feel like it's like leaning political or something, but everything's been made political. And I'm not, I'm just calling out bullshit. This happens to be a lot of bullshit in politics. Okay. And also like pop culture. There's just a lot of bullshit. Here's some more bullshit. Not that I even care about this. This did not but hurt me when I read this. Senator Ted Cruz pinatas created at a Dallas party store. Some Dallas party store made pinatas in the likeness of Ted Cruz. And they're selling them so that people can beat them with sticks. Once again, I don't care. I think that's funny. If I were a hardcore Republican, which I am not, even though you probably think so, just because I called out some leftist bullshit, that does not mean that I am automatically right. Get out of your binary mode of thinking, people. It's not either left or right. There is a giant chunk in the middle, and I'm somewhere in there, okay? So, left, you're stupid. Also, right, you're stupid. But here's some other stupid stuff. I'm just calling out some hypocrisy that happens to be on the left. The left just, 
they they don't think things through so i feel like they set themselves up for this shit because on the one hand we're complaining about how you can't tell a joke about a certain culture of people and on the other hand it's totally okay to have a pinata that people can beat on with sticks and pretend it's ted cruz isn't ted cruz like half cuban or he says he's something else but I think it was because he was trying to get away from San. I don't know, but he's half Hispanic in some sense. Right. So where is the uproar about creating a pinata? A pinata, what a racist stereotype, by the way, to create a pinata of someone who is Hispanic heritage. I mean, could you be any more? And then create it in their likeness and have people and you sell it to people so they can hit it with sticks and pretend it's him. And that's somehow okay. Now, once again, I'm not but hurt by this. I am personally not. I'm just pointing out the fact that there's people on the left who will say one thing and then do this, and this is okay. Once again, I'm not on the right. I'm just calling out bullshit. It just happens to be on the left on this point. When there's bullshit on the right, I will call that out too. Somebody keep Tiger Woods out of a car. Tiger Woods undergoes surgery for multiple leg injuries. After a single vehicle car crash in L.A. L.A. In L.A. I talked about Letterkenny in a past episode. And you really need to watch that show. Holy shit. You're talking about one of the funniest shows I have ever seen. I mean, ever, like in the history of my life, a show, one of the funniest shows I have ever seen ever, Letterkenny on Hulu. You need to watch it. And if you do, you'll understand why I said, after single vehicle car crash in LA, you'll get it. I'm going to let you watch the show so you can figure it out. I binged all nine seasons in like two weeks especially while we were snowed in during the storm and I didn't have anything else to do. Oh, I'm about to burp. <clears throat> that was a small one. I could feel it coming. Okay, so anyway, apparently it was a single car crash. Uh, he just drove off the road. We don't really know what's happening. All we know is that his car was not on the road. It was far off the road. Like, I mean, he he didn't just like, hit a uh, mailbox like he went off the road down a, a ditch the car rolled it ended up on its side they had to use the jaws of life to get him out uh he has sustained some injuries he is in moderate to critical but you know he's not critical he's moderate to critical which i guess means somewhere in between but he's gonna live that's the point he's not gonna die but he is injured I said keep him out of a car because if you'll remember, uh, the last incident in a car he had was when his wife was chasing him down the street of their neighborhood because she just found out he was cheating on her <laughs> and she was beating his car. He ran into like a fire hydrant or a neighbor's. He ran into something or a tree. I don't know. He's trying to get away from her crazy ass, chasing him down the street <laughs> with a golf club and he hit something. And that's how that whole uh, snowball started with him back in the day. Uh, USDA finishes mystery seed investigation. You guys remember those seed packets that people were getting from China? Uh, so a couple of years ago, if you don't remember this, I do. I remember when it first happened. People were posting pictures on social media. They were saying, just got this random package of seeds from China. Um, and the FDA was, or the USDA, uh, I should say, the USDA was warning everybody, don't plant those seeds. Because those seeds might grow up and turn into a bomb and explode and kill you. Um and destroy freedom. That's what we were worried about. 
So I don't know if anybody actually planted them, but apparently I'd forgotten all about this. The U.S. Uh, DA did an investigation, and apparently it took years because this shit happened years ago. Um, the seeds are fine. They're uh, they're just seeds. So apparently. Uh, during the investigation, they found that some seeds were sent to random citizens and others were purchased by people, but buyers didn't realize the seeds were from China. So apparently the people, some people went online, bought some seeds, and they were expecting it from Farmer Joe in, in Wisconsin, and it came from China with a bunch of Chinese hieroglyphics or whatever the fuck they write on, uh, whatever their alphabet is. And they saw it and they freaked out. And they said, ooh, China bad. Uh, but apparently the department thinks that these strange seeds were sent to individuals as part of a brushing scam. Brushing. Never heard of that one. Uh, this is something that people online will do at times to increase transactions from others on their website. The good thing is that there luckily wasn't anything to worry about. And that's the entirety of the article. Basically, uh, it was just a misunderstanding. And China was trying to pull a fast one by a brushing scam, which I still am not familiar with what that is. If you know what a brushing scam is, uh, let me know. Email the Justin Show podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think, what that is. Don't tell me what you think it is. Tell me what it actually is. I don't want to do extra research. I already don't have time for this. Jesus Christ. Up past my bedtime. Got to work in the morning. Uh, a teacher uh, claims at, uh, at a college called Smith College. I don't know where Smith College is. But Jody Shaw, a white woman. This is very relevant says the article, decided to resign from her position at Smith College due in large part to the unspeakable horror, that's said with sarcasm, by the way, I'll explain in a second, due, the, due to the um, unspeakable horror that as part of the university's racial equity trainings, she was forced to contemplate the fact that she is white for a few hours every year. So this article is written by some rag called the Jezebel, Esther Wang, um, from Jezebel. Uh, that's the name of the journalist's organization that wrote this. It's meant to be written in sarcasm. But like when I'm reading this, I'm like, it doesn't sound. Like you can tell that they're being sarcastic in parts. but. It's almost like their sarcasm backfired because it really does sound pretty messed up. Like, here's the thing. You're going to hear me say what I'm about to say, and you're going to think, oh, Justin doesn't believe in racial equity trainings. Like, how do you train? I'm, I don't have, listen, I'm the least racist person on planet Earth. Okay. Ask, like, ask anyone i'm not even going to tell you about all the qualifications i have in order to make myself not right because it doesn't fucking matter okay you don't have to know that it's not none of your business it's just i'm not but but i also at the same time know that you cannot train racial equity you can't train that you can't force a mandate of racial equity on people because there's no it's not something you can measure you can measure how many men and women you have working for your organization you can measure how many of them are white you can measure how many of them are black but you cannot measure each individual's level of racial equity within their person within their psychology so this lady apparently um, she resigned because she was chastised in front of her peers 
when she was at a meeting and she was asked to reflect on her own white privilege. And she said that she told the people in the room, she was the only one to have done this, that she was uncomfortable with doing that. And I don't necessarily blame her. Like if, okay, just imagine, I'm imagining myself, I'm a white guy, imagining myself in a table, at, in a room, I'm sorry, at a table with a bunch of people and I'm going around they're going around and then they get to me and they're asking me to explain why I'm inherently racist and biased, why I have implicit bias ingrained into my being because I'm white. And me as someone who is not racist at all, like I am zero percent. Okay. That's bullshit. No one is zero percent racist. Okay, no one, I don't care if you're black, white, Jewish, Arab, I don't care what you are. No one is 0% racist. Okay, can we just all agree on that? I'm, you know what, I'm racist. I'm racist against other white people. Yeah. You know who I have a problem with most of the time? Other white people. That's who I have a problem with most of the time. Why? Because that's what I'm around the most. So it only makes sense that I'm, <laughs> I have more problems with them. I just have problems with people in general. If you're an idiot, you're an idiot. You can be a white idiot. You can be a black idiot. You can be an Asian idiot. You can be all kinds of idiot. I just don't like idiots. I don't care what color you are. Okay, and this is something that just doesn't, it just sounds like something that's trying to be forced. Like this, this, this university, there, first of all, can we all just agree that the, that the only reason that they have this, that this bias training where they, they force white people to get in a room and take shit from their non-white uh, coworkers or have their non-white coworkers look at them and talk to them like they are just implicit. Like if, if I'm in a room with a black and he's just treating me like I'm a racist, I'm going to feel uncomfortable because I know inside myself I am not. But the more I try to convince him that I'm not, it's just going to sound like something that a racist person would say to try to convince you that they're not actually racist. So if I'm in a room... I already know I'm in a no-win situation. So when they're going around the table, and there's all kinds of people at this table of different races, and they get to me, and they're like, hey, Justin, tell me why you're a piece of shit. I'm, why? I'm not, but I'm not a piece of shit. No, 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 no. You have to tell me why you're a piece of shit. But I'm not a piece of shit. I don't hate black people or anyone else for that matter. Why do I have to go out of my way? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to? And just for questioning it, she was chastised. And then she resigned. I assume in lieu of some sort of ter uh, termination. So I don't know the full story. This lady could be a bitch. This white lady could be a bitch. Perhaps she is. Perhaps this was just the convenient excuse that the people at the college needed or were using to get rid of someone who they wanted to get rid of for a long time, but never really figured out a way to do it until now. And they took advantage of the opportunity. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I have to concede the fact that I don't know the whole story here. But my point is, is that this is not the first time I've heard of someone, a white person being forced to uh, talk about why they are implicitly biased. What if they're not? What if they're not? What if they're genuinely not implicitly biased? 
I know you might say, well, all white people are, but isn't that racist in itself? Just to say that someone has a benefit or an advantage just for, I'm not saying there's not benefits to being white. That's not what I'm saying. But is it that person's fault? They didn't choose what color they were born into. I didn't choose to be born white. I was just born white. And because of things that happened long before I was born, I happened to inherit some of these benefits that I will acknowledge that I have, but by God, don't put me on the spot in front of these other people and tell me to talk about why I'm a piece of shit in front of them. Because I'm not. Maybe the people who came before me were. I'm just dealing with the aftermath. Could you imagine bringing in some kids of a serial killer and having these kids who are perfectly innocent and good people, but their serial killer killed a bunch of people and the families of those people that the serial killer killed are in a room? And you have to tell the people, the families of the people that your dad, the serial killer, killed why you are inherently a piece of shit because you inherited his flaws. No, that shouldn't have, they had no control over that. I'm not equating the two. You're going to say, are you equating this to this? No, I'm using a freaking analogy just to say that you can't hold someone responsible for shit that happened before they were born. And they have no control over what family they were born into or what race they were born into. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. <sighs> Speaking of, it's not just white people. It's not just white people who are so. So if you're like, oh, you're just defending white people. No, I'm not. Because listen, here is another situation of a teacher from the Bronx who identifies as she's Dominican-American. So she's from the Dominican Republic. She identifies as Afro-Latina. I assume that means she's half African-American or half African and half Latin or some sort of combination. I don't know. But she, she not me, she identifies as Afro-Latina. This is not a white lady. And I'm coming to her defense right now. So fuck you if you think I'm being racist. I'm not. I'm, it's not just about white people. She said she was criticized for refusing to produce the gesture from the 2018 Marvel Comics Black Panther, according to a lawsuit filed earlier this month. So she is a teacher from the Bronx who was in a school superintendent meeting i don't know how many people were in this meeting i don't know if this was a public meeting i don't know if this was a private meeting but this was some sort of a meeting involving the superintendent who's going to come into play in just a second okay so she filed a manhattan supreme court suit against the city's department of education chancellor richard carranza and other top officials alleging she was admonished and told it was, quote, inappropriate for her not to participate, end quote, in the salute by the then Bronx superintendent, Misha Ross Porter. So apparently, in this meeting, they told people to do the cross-arm gesture like in Black Panther where you cross your arms in front of your chest. And she refused to do it. And then they fired her. And now she's suing them. And she's not even white. She's Afro-Latina as she identifies herself. So what? I'm, I'm so confused. First of all, why are you people in the real world asking real world people to do a fake Hollywood sign with your arms in front of your chest? It's not real. It's a movie. It's from a movie. <laughs> I know that some people in the real world have been using it as a symbol to replace, I guess, the fist in the air, which is for some reason frowned upon. 
uh, for historical reasons that I'm not going to get into. But the Black Power Fist in the Air is now, this is the new version of that. And by her not doing that, that was somehow intolerable. When first of all, who the fuck makes you do that in the first place? Where's the accountability on them? How can you tell someone to do that and, uh, and then fire them if they don't? The $40 million suit alleges that Espinal was told by the Department of Education that she wasn't, quote, black enough. And she should, quote, just learn to be quiet and look pretty. Now, that could be hearsay. I don't know if that was actually said. It could be hearsay. But the DOE officials, here's what they said, the Department of Education, they said that the arm gesture wasn't to indicate black power. It was used as a symbol, quote, a symbol used to represent the Bronx. Because when you cross your arms in front of your chest from the Black Panther movie, everyone thinks the Bronx. Right. When LeBron James is doing that before a basketball game or after he does something like a cool-ass alley-oop or something, he's saying, shout out to the Bronx. That's what he's saying. Sure, dumbass. So she didn't do it. They fired her. Uh, they said that the department, the DOE said that the department is committed to fostering a safe, inclusive work environment and strongly disputes any claims of discrimination or improper treatment. Okay, well then explain why you discriminated against someone who failed to do your stupid ass Hollywood movie salute that's not even real. Who are you, who are you inclusive of? You're inclusive of who? People who are like-minded like you? That's not what inclusive is. It's not inclusive to just put people who agree with your preconceived notions uh, around you and pretend like the rest of the world doesn't exist. That's not inclusive. San Francisco halts school renaming plan after backlash admits, quote, mistakes. So apparently the... Uh, the idiocracy just keeps on coming. Um, God, I feel like I'm turning into Rush Limbaugh. Like a guy just rants about how pissed off he is at everything for like hours. Now, I know Rush Limbaugh is like a far right guy, and I'm not a far right guy, but I feel like people are going to pin me as a far right guy when I'm not. Because they are just as, just as obnoxious as the far left to me. But you got to admit, the left, God, they just set it up for you. They just put it out there. They make it so easy to make fun of them. There's a school in San Francisco. It's called Abraham Lincoln High School. They were going to rename it because apparently it's racist. The guy that freed the slaves... It's racist to name a school after him. There's not a single person, a rational person listening to this right now that hears that and says, oh yeah, that makes sense. If that makes sense to you, just think about it for two seconds. First of all, this is that gaslighting thing again. Who was in an uproar that this school was called Abraham Lincoln High School? Who was pissed off about that? The black people who live in San Francisco? How many of them are there, there anyway? I mean, no offense, but my God, like San Francisco, you know, it's not known for being very inclusive to a lot of people of different demographics so who's pissed off about this even if you are a black student in san francisco 
Why do you care that your school is named after the guy that freed the slaves? Who's upset about this? So they were going to change it just to change it. Apparently, okay, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, they were going to change other schools as well. Like I think there was a George Washington high school or something. There's, there was other schools. Okay. There was Roosevelt. Uh, Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt, who was, or I don't know if it's FDR or Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know which Roosevelt, but neither one. Like, what is there something I'm missing? Uh, were they secretly racist? I don't, I don't, I don't know. TikTokers are retarded. TikTok users are burning snowballs in viral videos to prove that snow is fake. You heard it, people. Snow is fake. So all that snow that fell on Texas this past week, that came out of nowhere. Apparently, it was man-made and all part of a bigger conspiracy. Let's get on our tinfoil hats, people. All right. So this is why we need more science education in America. Now, here's the thing. I, okay. I do not believe that the majority of people in the world or in America think that snow is fake. I'm sure that this is just a very tiny minority of people. But this got a big enough following to where it went viral. And I'm sure it probably went viral sarcastically, like people were sharing it to be like, oh, how, look how stupid these people are. It was probably only a handful of people who said that snow was fake. But what they were doing to prove that snow was fake, they were taking lighters and they were putting the lighters or these little uh, candles um, under snowballs. And the snowballs weren't melting. Therefore, snow is fake. Therefore, we live in a giant dome. Therefore, nothing is real. Um, so what was happening is, like I said, they were trying to set these snowballs on fire, but then they were seeing that they weren't melting. But the snowballs were losing mass. Like they were getting smaller, but they weren't melting. So here's what's really happening. They thought just because, just because they don't understand science, the only possible conclusion must be that snow is fake and we live in a giant dome and the earth is flat and nothing is real. That's the only possible conclusion because these few handful of people don't understand how science works. So here's what's really happening. When you set, when you hold a flame underneath a snowball, there's this thing that happens, and I'm a science nerd. I knew this before the, reading this article. There's this thing that happens, it's called sublimation. Sublimation is when you have a, you know how you have three states of matter, solid, liquid, gas. Typically a solid will melt into a liquid. And as you heat it up further, that liquid will, will evaporate into a gas. That's typically how it goes. However, water is unique. Water is a very unique molecule. Water is one of the only molecules that actually expands when it freezes. So what makes a solid a solid is that the molecules are more compact. And in liquids, those molecules are a little bit more spread out. And in gases, when it's in gas form, those molecules are really super spread out, which is why the molecules separate into individual molecules and they go into the air and you can't see them. And that's when they become a vapor. Okay. That's typically how it works. But with water, it's a little bit different. So with water, when it freezes, the molecules actually, instead, like when a liquid becomes a solid, when liquid water is frozen and becomes solid, it's any other molecule would typically become more compact and smaller, and the molecules would pack together even more tightly. But in water, it's actually the opposite. In water, 
liquid molecules of water are actually more tightly packed and when they freeze into a solid, instead of becoming even more packed tighter together, they actually expand further out away from each other. So ice and snow is already halfway there to becoming a gas. So when you put a flame on it, it just goes straight from solid to gas and that's called sublimation. It's the same thing that causes the uh, tail on the comet you know, comets, they'll have two tails, they have a blue one and a white one. And uh, those two tails are caused by sublimation. Whenever these solid molecules on the surface of the comet, when the sun's rays hit them, they evaporate straight from a solid to a gas. And then those gases jet off. And that's what makes the tail of the comet. This is an example of sublimation that perhaps you've seen. And that same thing is happening in these snowballs, but because they don't fucking understand science, the only logical conclusion is that we live in the Truman Show and that the government controls the weather. Okay, now with that said, there was an attempt by the government to control the weather back in Vietnam. Apparently, the government, the US government, spent a lot of money trying to control the weather over Vietnam, um, was it Vietnam? Yes, Vietnam. Um, the US military spent roughly $3 million per year from 1967 to 1972 trying to change the weather in Vietnam. And when the existence of the program called Operation Popeye leaked to the Washington Post in 1971, the Nixon administration flatly denied that it existed, but that was a lie, of course. So they really were trying to change the weather in Vietnam by using some gases that they were releasing into the atmosphere over Vietnam to try to make it, uh, I believe they were trying to make it flood. They're trying to make it flood so that the food source or something would uh, go out. They could starve out the Vietnamese. It didn't work. But uh, apparently that's something that happened. There's an app on your phone that you may not be aware of. Next time you get pulled over, tell Siri, I'm getting pulled over. There's an I'm getting pulled over shortcut to record police encounters during traffic stops with your iPhone. So next time you get pulled over, um if you uh aren't too terrified and you have the wherewithal to remember to tell your phone i'm getting pulled over um you can uh, take advantage of this shortcut that is available on your iphone with siri um once you activate the shortcut it will turn on do not disturb it will send your location to designated contacts. So you tell people you designate contacts and it will automatically send your location to your pre-designated contacts and start recording a video. I don't have a problem with this. No problem at all. Record all you want. If I'm a cop, I would have no problem with this either. Because if you're a cop and you're a good cop, you should have no problem with this because when you pull someone over, you're not going to do anything mischievous, right? If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're treating the person kindly and with respect and all that, then there's no problem. And because that person's being recorded, the person being pulled over, uh, they're less likely to show their ass. So they're going to be like super polite. If I know I'm being recorded, I'm going to be yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Thank you, please, and thank you. I'm going to be as polite as can be because I'm, I'm being recorded. So we should be encouraging this. So that's a good idea. I don't know who made this, but uh, not bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. The melting of large icebergs is a key stage in the evolution of ice ages. So you might be thinking, hold on, if icebergs are melting, 
if we're losing ice, how are we going to have an ice age? Well, if you've seen the day after tomorrow, then you will know. I remember this from the first time I watched the day after tomorrow. If you don't know me, if you don't know me by now, I'm a science nerd and I love science. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So when I first watched, uh, God, the day after tomorrow, and then I lived through it this past week uh, here in Texas when that winter storm came through. So I've both seen the movie and I've lived through it. Um, basically, so here's what happens. Okay, so when, it, when icebergs at the poles melt, that fresh water that's locked away in those icebergs goes into the ocean, which is salty, right? And the ocean requires a certain concentration of salinity or saltiness in, in the ocean water. Um, and so when that concentration of salinity is thrown off, these ocean currents, these currents, which are like rivers that flow through the ocean, like, I know that, that doesn't make sense, it's like a river inside of the ocean, but that's what they are. It's, it's a movement of water from one place to another due to temperature differences, differences, <laughs> differences or differentiations uh, between the equator where it's very hot and the poles where it's very cold, okay? So, um, but when the concentration of the salt water gets thrown off enough, these currents stop and they stop bringing that warm air up from the equator. And then that's what causes the global freeze starting at the poles on both sides and then working their way both toward the middle until they meet at the equator and you have what's called snowball earth. Now we've had snowball earth before. And yeah, the earth does go through um, regular climate change. And this has been a big like sticking point with people who are climate change deniers. They'll say that climate change, or they don't say that climate change isn't real. They'll say man-made climate change isn't real. So yes, even without people, climate change would still happen. But People are just making it happen faster and they're exaggerating it. So it's kind of like saying, well, this thing was going to happen anyway, but we're just making it happen faster and we're making it worse when it does happen than it would otherwise be if we didn't. So while it is true that it happens anyway, we're definitely not helping the situation. We're speeding it up and we're making it worse. Okay. So both things are true. Natural climate change is true. Man-made climate change is true. They're both true at the same time. Okay. Um, so this is what triggered the last ice age. The, the earth gets really hot. The ice melts, dilutes the ocean water. The current stopped flowing. And then, but the earth, man, the earth is this incredible thing. The earth is incredible. Like this planet we live on is incredible. And it 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 figured out it doesn't have a consciousness, it's not like a person, but all these things came together just right to where when something happens to the earth. A negative thing it has self-corrected measures self-corrective measures i should say so no matter what we do to the earth the earth can fix itself now we may not be around to see it because the damage we do to the earth may in turn cause more damage to us than it does to the earth and we could all die out but the earth will still be here and if given enough time the earth will correct itself it may take millions or billions of years, but it can happen. So 
here's what I started thinking. I was like, well, shit. If our greenhouse gases are melting the icebergs and that's going to trigger an ice age, wouldn't the very greenhouse gases that we are burning to melt the icebergs also be the very same greenhouse gases that keep the earth warm once it does? I don't know if that's true. I could be talking out of my ass. And even if it was true, it would probably just be like a temporary thing where like, say that happened. Say we had all these greenhouse gases in the atmosphere and it melted the icebergs. It triggered an ice age. But as the ice age was getting started and it was really starting to rev up, all those same greenhouse gases in the atmosphere kept the earth so warm that the ice age could never really take root to its full effect. But you know what would happen? Then we would have a runaway greenhouse problem. I thought it through some more and I was like, well, shit. If that's the case, then we would have a, run a runaway greenhouse effect where we would be like Venus. So, am I still here? It's like a thousand degrees. Sorry, my computer did this weird thing. And, um, that it's it's from the result of this of, of a green a runaway greenhouse effect that we are very much in danger of doing to this very planet here so i'm not going to bum you out anymore with that i just you know anytime i see science stuff like that i like to throw in a little bit of science uh here's a change of pace supreme court turns down stormy daniels's defamation suit against trump it's a stormy daniels Apostrophe S. Stormy Daniels. I thought you were just supposed to put an apostrophe after the last S. Like Daniels, you just put an apostrophe at the end, but no S. So it's just Daniels, not Daniels. So if you'll remember, uh, you remember Stormy Daniels? I bet you do, you dirty dog, you dirty dog. Mm-hmm. That's porn your dad used to watch. Um, she's still hot. I mean, she's she's an attractive lady. She's she's a very pretty lady. I'm sure she's very nice. But she did make a living stuffing her tube. Now, <laughs> I've literally I've literally never said stuffing her tube. That was the first time I've ever said that. And it just sounded funny coming out. Um, so she sued Trump a couple of years ago for defamation. Because Trump basically said, called her a ratchet ass hoe. And she said, uh-uh, that's defamation. She tried to sue him and she lost. Long story short. Apparently Trump slept with Stormy Daniels at some point because he's a rich douchebag and that's what people do when they're rich douchebags. They sleep with porn stars. Um, is, apparently he's had, I don't know, she had some kind of um, hush. What is that? A hush order? What's it called? A gag order. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, hold up. A gag order? That's a uh, bad choice of words in this particular situation. So she she had a, a gag order, interestingly enough, and she wasn't supposed to say anything. And uh then she she came out saying that someone in a cloak and mask, or someone, you know, some unidentifiable man who disguised his voice, he pulled a deep throat and met her in a, a parking garage. <laughs> I don't know if it was a parking garage. It doesn't matter. But uh, he said that he, he, he threatened to. Uh, he basically just said, don't don't say anything about Trump. He, he threatened. He said, leave Trump alone. That's what it said. Oh, he did meet her in a parking lot. Daniels released a sketch of the man who she claims threatened her in a parking lot and ordered her to, quote, leave Trump alone. So she decides to sue Trump because some some random guy 
ran up to him in a parking garage and said, leave Trump alone. So I, that, does, that, that does not mean Trump sent the guy. You know how people are. They fall in love with Trump. They figure out this lady's trying to get back at Trump. They find the lady. They tell her, leave Trump alone. And they run away. That was all that happened, apparently. Um, the court case was thrown out. Um, a sketch years later about a non-existent man, Trump tweeted. A total con... A to- hold on, let me put on my Trump voice. A total con job. Playing the fake news media for fools, but they know it. Um... Daniels later sued, claiming Trump's tweet amounted to defamation, but a California-based federal appeals court said Trump's statement was an opinion and therefore protected speech. Unlike making a joke about Jewish people on a Jewish-owned show, Saturday Night Live comedy show, This man ate nothing but potatoes for a whole year. What happened next will shock you. So apparently this guy ate just pota- literally just potatoes for a whole year. He quit other food, cold turkey, and this, quote, potato diet did him wonders in one year. Andrew lost over 117 pounds. In parentheses, he did follow an exercise routine started sleeping better, and felt more focused. He no longer felt depressed or anxious, and his blood pressure and cholesterol improved. I'm fitter and healthier than I've ever been in my adult life. (sighs) Okay, first of all, if you lose 117 pounds, and you're now at what's considered to be a normal weight, you were fat. And if you were fat, if you change your diet and you just start eating one thing, yeah, your body's probably going to freak out and you're probably going to lose a lot of weight. And he was exercising. And he was sleeping better. How do we know that it wasn't that? Here's what I do know. Anytime you eat just one thing for a while, you're going to lose weight. Why? Because you're probably starving your body. So here's what I'm reading. This guy starved his body for a year and he exercised while doing it. And he lost 117 pounds. Okay. Great. I, I don't know what you... Are you implying that if we all eat potatoes, we'll be healthy? What if we're all, I don't know. Maybe he's a good guy. I'm sure he's a good guy. I'm sure he's a good guy. I'm sure he's probably not that this individual person is probably not implying that everyone should start eating only potatoes. I'm sure that's not what he's saying. He's probably saying if you're obese, try eating just potatoes. So, hey. All you overweight people out there, stick to French fries, okay? Skip the burger, go to French fries. And that's the show, everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I sure did. I feel like this is starting to come together a little bit. You know, we're working the kinks out. This is just the fifth show ever. But, hey, you know, I'm a guy with a laptop and a microphone from Amazon, and I'm just doing my best. So if you have any questions or comments, comment below. If you see a button that looks good, press that button, but don't press the button that looks bad. No thumbs downs, no unfollows, only plus signs and thumbs up or follows. That's it. Just click those buttons. Click click all the good buttons and none of the bad ones. Also, beer company, I'm still waiting on you. St. Arnold, send me free beer. What are you doing? What are you doing? 
It's just two cases a month. You guys waste more than that a month. Okay. Scoop it out of the gutter, put it in a can, send it my way. If it's drinkable, we're good. Also, uh, if you have any ideas for things you want me to talk about on the show, email the Justin Show podcast at gmail.com. And you guys, I will see you next time. I don't have an outro, an outro, outro, but I'll work on it. I love you. Daddy loves you. I'll see you next time. Thanks for being here.